Welcome, welcome to the very first episode of The Dorky Dad, soon to be, I'm sure, the most popular podcast in all of human history ever. But I have to follow a few formulas, which is I probably have to talk about DMT, Jiu-Jitsu, and Space Aliens, which I, I might get to. I, it's, it's a possibility that I could get to those subjects. <laughs> but really, this podcast is going to be more of uh, some tech-centered stuff as far as helping set up equipment or using certain, you know, technologies mainly. But I might, I might, I just might throw in some jujitsu in there. I might, because I love it. Anyways, I was thinking about what's my first episode going to be about? And... Why not podcasting equipment and how to make your podcast sound really nice and what technology to use. Now, I'm going to go over what I use and then I'm going to go over some cheaper options and some more expensive options and what's the plus and minuses of all of those. So let's delve right into it. First of all, you're going to need something to record on. And that, for me, is my laptop. Now, if you're just one person uh, talking, you're a solo podcaster, a regular laptop will do. You're, you're just recording audio. It's not a lot of uh, stuff that you're going to have to record, instruments and things like that, more than likely. So... A normal run-of-the-mill, even a used one, will will probably do you pretty well. <clears throat> now, I would recommend, if you're going to expand in the future, to use something that's maybe an introductory gaming laptop. And that is, if you're going to do vlogging, that's the, the video blogging, or you're going to record your podcast, to have that so you can edit your video along with your audio. It's going to help you out in that bit. Not so much on the audio. It doesn't really matter because most computers these days can, can, can handle the audio, but it's the video portion. <clears throat> now, the plus side of a laptop, very portable. You can take it to many places. You can plug it in. You can have it wherever you want to. Now you can use your old tower for whoever uses those anymore. A square. If you're still using a tower, upgrade yourself to a laptop, man. Come on. Get with the times. Be cool like the kids. Or you can use something along the lines of independent recorders, like a field recorder, like uh, Zoom has them. <clears throat> and they'll have multiple inputs uh, types of XLR. They'll have the single small uh, Jackson them. So you'll be able to record on the fly, very small. The advantage of that is that you can take it anywhere and you can record right there. But the disadvantage is on those type of recorders, one, they can be pretty expensive. Uh, some of those Zoom recorders, three, $400, especially if you start getting into the range of when you want to get four XLRs with phantom mics and it's using battery power so you're a bit limited when it comes to that 
Now, you can also use your phone because your phone is a computer. You can use your AirPods. But again, you're limited to what you can do with that because of it's not a very good preamp on the sound card and you're using your ear pods, but it will work. It will, if you just want to start recording, you can do that. There's podcasting software apps that you can use, but it's not going to sound very professional. And if that's what you're going for, ditch the phone. Now, we're talking about these sound cards, okay? Your laptop will have a sound card that it comes with. Again, you're going to be very limited because the preamp's not going to be very good. In addition to that, you're not going to have what's called phantom power. And you need phantom power to make a certain type of microphone work. I'll get in what type of microphone that is later on. So having an external sound card like what I have is an M audio fast track. This is an older uh, USB audio interface. This is has one XLR input, one TRS. That's like an instrument input. But the good thing about it is, is it has phantom power. And that can power a condenser microphone, excuse me, a condenser microphone or a different um, mic booster, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. The good thing about USB powered sound cards is you can record two independent tracks at one time. So if you and another person are talking, you can adjust the level, the compression, or the EQ, depending on who's talking. And that is a really good plus, especially uh, if you have people that are talking over each other or somebody has, you know, uh, you have a female and a male talking, you can set the EQs differently so it will be more accommodating to what they sound like. If you really want the creme de la creme of a dedicated sound card, I would recommend something along the lines of a USB mixer. Now, Alesis makes these and also Behringer makes these. You can find them used uh, at least this multi-mix USB. You can find for probably uh, about the $100 range. Maybe even cheaper. The Behringers are going to be even cheaper than that used. But you can find maybe a 2XLR input for about $100 for, uh, by Behringer. You can get a 1XLR mic input. And that's going to be $70 brand new. And the cool thing about that is it does have a built-in uh, EQ. It's limited on the EQ, but it's still an EQ nonetheless. And for all you guys out there who do photography or have went to a photography class, they have the saying, get it right in camera first before you start editing your pictures, right? It's the same way with audio. Get it right before you have it going into your digital audio workstation. So that is the definite plus. I would recommend getting a USB mixer. 
uh, not only for the fact that it has that EQ and it has phantom power, but you can plug certain things into the mixer. So if you want to start uh, incorporating phone calls, if you want to add in some music, if you want to send that out as far as the audio goes to different things, you can do that. That would be my recommendation. Uh, I, I would probably go with Behringer, uh, honestly, for the for the price to the uh, what it is. And the form factor seems to be a little bit smaller. So I, I would recommend that. Now you have to record your voice with something, right? And that's called a microphone. There are three different options. One is a USB, which is purely digital. Then you have a dynamic microphone and a condenser. Now what a USB microphone, it's, it's fine for one person talking. It will get you by. Uh, but if you have more than one person, you're going to get some audio jams in there. That's what's going to happen. And uh, you're not going to have a very good quality with a lot of these USB mics. Some of the more expensive ones, you can get some pretty decent audio, but the price point is, is just not going to do you well. And you're going to be stuck with it. And then if you want to expand, you can't. But our next option is great, which is called a dynamic microphone. This is what I'm using right now. And I'm using a couple of things on this dynamic microphone. Now, there's a couple of different options you can go with. I would recommend that you pick yourself up a Shure SM57. This is a microphone that's been used for presidential addresses for decades. Certain vocal artists will use it. They use it on instruments. It is a great microphone. It is probably the last microphone that you're going to need for a very long time. I've had this microphone for, oh God, uh, at least almost, almost two decades. And it's still going strong. I highly recommend it. But if you don't have that in your budget, because brand new, it's $100. But if you can't do that, there are other dynamic microphones that you can use as cheap as uh, probably... Uh, like a digital reference. I, I bought mine for somewhere along the lines of 30 bucks at Christmas time. And then again, that was at least a decade ago. So oh, probably 15 years ago, it's not the greatest quality, but if you do a couple of things with it, you can get some pretty good audio out of something that's 50, $30. Uh, just be aware that the technology in that it might not last and uh, the, the quality might suffer a little bit. But now, uh, you can also go and get what's called a condenser microphone. Now, with a dynamic microphone, you have to be really in front of the microphone uh, because it rejects sound from the sides. That's a plus of it. It doesn't pick up a lot of uh, ambient noise and if you're using your microphones, if it, you know, your podcast is going to have more than one person, it's going to reject a lot of that noise, especially from the back. So if you're facing each other, you're not going to pick up a lot of the noise from uh, what your other person is saying. But the problem with a dynamic microphone 
is you have to be really disciplined on where you're talking at. And you really have to, you have to be careful because you could end up eating your mic, as I call it, is, is just being right up there. And you can start to clip, which means that your audio is going to be distorted when it gets into your doll and it's ruined. You can't fix it. Once it clips, you're done for. You can use uh, that condenser mic. The good thing about it is you can uh, be a little bit further away. It's a little bit more forgiving. But the issue is that it's going to pick up a lot of the ambient sound in your room. And it's going to pick up uh, reflections off of your wall. It's going to pick up your air conditioner. It's going to pick up uh, all the noises that are all around, especially if your room is not treated. That's the disadvantage. But there's another option. There's another way. I found a way to cheat the system. And that way being is to combine a condenser and a dynamic microphone. Well, how do I do that? How do I end up doing that? I use something that's called a Clark Technic CT1 mic booster. And it will turn your dynamic microphone into a condenser microphone. You're able to use the phantom power that we were talking about. And the good thing about this is that you have good sound rejection and you have a low noise floor. So it you get the best of both. Now, it's not perfect, okay? You might be able to hear a little bit of reflections uh, from my room, but it's a completely untreated room. And you could probably hear the dog barking outside. I'm sure of it. So it will pick up some things, but the general noise level is going to be really low. And also, I'm using a couple of pieces of equipment to help it sound a little bit better. And that is, one, a windscreen. I'm using a metal windscreen. Um, well, actually, it's a pop filter, I should say. Pardon my French. Uh, the pop filter, which is that uh, little screen thing in the front of the microphone that you can buy. Now, there's some that look like uh, kind of a cloth, like a pantyhose-looking thing. Don't buy that. I wouldn't recommend that. All that's doing is acting more of uh, another windscreen, right? But what the metal ones will do is help cut out the S's, the harsh S's in your audio. And then you can buy, especially for mine, for the SM57, uh, I have a windscreen or a pop filter that's uh, that's built specifically for that microphone and it clips right on and it screws on and it's not going to go anywhere and it actually looks pretty cool and that's what podcasting's all about is looking cool am i right for sure now if you want to go an expensive option you can use what a lot of the popular podcasters are using and that is an sm7b that's going to set you back about $400 per unit. Very expensive for the average Joe who just wants to be a talking head on a podcast. Now, the Sure mics are, are very similar across uh, many of the different platforms. Very similar technology. 
or what I'm getting using the mic booster and using the Shure SM57, I think for the price point, it's it's going to make you happy. Um, even on the professional microphones like the SM7B, they will use a cloud lifter, which is similar to the CT1 mic booster. They're both mic boosters, but the other one is going to be at least $125, $150 for the cloud lifter. And I don't like it because it goes from your mic. You have to plug in a cable into the cloud lifter and then from the cloud lifter have another cable going into your sound audio card. And the more connections that you can eliminate, the better. And what the CT1 will do is actually plug directly into your the back of your microphone. So that's one less connection that you have to make. Now, I talked about some of this. You you will probably hear. This is this is a bonus for you. You might hear that there's a little bit of a hum in my audio, and that is called a feedback loop. And what I'm getting there, and there's certain ways that you can audio edit that out, and you can use some filters. I'm just recording in my living room. Uh, if you have a more professional sound card like the USB mixer, some of those uh, have those filters built in, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but there's other tricks that I don't want to get into now that you can filter that in post-processing. Now, let's talk about a little bit for a minute mic stands. I would recommend that. Uh, what I'm using is a microphone stand with a boom arm. You can get the ones that clamp to your desk. You can get the desktop weighted ones. Uh, but if you're hand-holding your mic, it's going to sound a little bit like this. Here we go. Warning. This is a trigger warning. All right, you're going to get this. <clears throat> Nobody wants that. That sounds terrible, right? Nobody wants the, the scratching and all that. So uh, also having the boom arm keeps your hands free to do whatever you need to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your hands. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, right? So now that we have almost everything set up, well, how do we record? We need software. There are tons of different software options. Now, I know a lot of people are using Audacity. I am, I, it's free. That's a plus. I don't really like it because of the user interface is a little bit confusing. It's not really intuitive. Um, and you, you know, you don't know as a new user how to, how to do that. And you have to go through videos, but the alternative to that would be what I'm using right here, which is waveform, one word, and it is free. The really cool thing about this is it has built-in demos. It has built-in setups. So if you're doing a podcast, it'll have it automatically to where uh, it'll have uh, two mic inputs with compressors already in there and EQs and one track for... Uh, for audio and music. And it is a very 
nice looking platform. It it just looks nice. It's a little bit more user friendly. The learning curve is not too bad on it, uh, but you will need to mess around with it a little bit if you're not familiar with how to use a digital audio workstation. But you can make music on this. Uh, the intro that uh, you guys heard at the beginning of the podcast is I made that using this, and they have video examples on how to make music. Excuse me. And it's great. It's easy. It's simple. Waveform. The other good thing about it is it doesn't eat a lot of memory. If you use something like Pro Tools by Avid, you are not going to use probably a lot of the features that are on there. And it is a memory hog. Okay, and you have to pay a lot of money for it. And now it's all subscription based. And you're, you're just, you know, everything's subscription based now. But you're going to end up wasting a lot of money that you don't have to on a podcast that I know you're making a lot of money off of. But why waste another, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever it is, dollars? I haven't used Avid Pro Tools in years. And I refuse to. But now, now here comes the real kicker. Let's say that you do have some cheap equipment. You have the USB setup, and and there are some kits out there that you can buy from Amazon. Seventy bucks, uh, whatnot. I would steer you clear of those if you want to have a halfway decent sounding podcast because it's going to sound tinny. You're going to get a lot of reflections and every single noise that is in your house or around your house, you are going to pick up. And a lot of it is uh, cheap Chinese knockoffs that you're going to find, but they're not all bad. Some of those are really nice features because you can have certain buttons to do uh, certain things. Some of the more expensive packages that you can get will record right there on the mixer. They'll even have phantom power. So you can power those microphones. Uh, Unfortunately, you're going to spend at least $300 minimum bare minimum on some of those better packages. And I don't think that you're going to get that much better of a result. The only good thing on those expensive packages is some of the inputs and some of the trigger pads that are added with there. You know, you can add sound effects if if that's your jam. But if you're a talking head like I am, it doesn't really make any sense. And you're still probably going to have to edit it anyways. But it doesn't matter if you have a space that is not treated like I have. I'm in my living room. Uh, You can probably still hear some of the reflections that are and echoes that are coming off my walls. Now, you can get some of the foam like that are used in studios and some glue. I have like a corner in my basement. I can talk directly into there and that 
is going to kill a lot of the reflections. If you're in a place that has a lot of carpets, you can be inside of a closet with um, your, you know, your wardrobe and things like that. That can help alleviate some of the bounce back and the noise. It's going to muffle some of that reflection. Or you can get these things. It's it's really funny looking. It looks like <laughs> like a box you put your head in. And the good thing with those is that uh, it will keep the noise from the outside from coming in and uh, it will help the reflections. There's also a, a reflection, I don't know what you would call it, but it looks like a, almost like a semicircle. It's like a ha- it's like a dampening screen on the rear of the, of the uh, microphone. Unfortunately, that's only in one direction. I would advise against that. You're wasting money because you have reflections coming not only from the back of the microphone, but you have reflections coming from the top, from the side, from the bottom. Even if a little bit, even me using a dynamic microphone, I'm going to have some reflections coming in. So if you're going to get any piece of equipment to help it out, I would recommend probably one of those boxes. But it's not necessary, especially, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm going straight. I'm in my living room. Everything's reflective. Um, you, you don't need it. I don't think it's necessary, especially just starting out. It, you know, this is talking about saving some uh, money. Use a blanket. Put it up somewhere. You can, I don't know, you, you, can, uh, <laughs> you, you can wrap yourself underneath a blanket and all of your equipment and it would probably work. You would just look really weird doing it. But hey, that's half the fun, right? Looking weird doing podcasts because no one's going to see you. And that pretty much just wraps it up uh, for that. Uh, I'm going to try to, uh, in the future, get into maybe some vlogging, but I'll definitely have to make a video about that. Maybe I'll make another video uh, showing you some of this equipment in the future. But until then... Space Aliens, DMT, Jiu-Jitsu, 7 million subscribers, baby. Until next time.